Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. listening to America's Think Tank from the Radio Free Studio at the bottom of the bunker. Here we are. Now, ladies and gentlemen, lots of talk out there by the phony media, the corrupt media, the Democrats. Lots of talk out there about last night was so compelling. They had 1,000 witnesses over the course of, what, a year? 140,000 documents. No opposition. No objections. No contrary evidence. No contrary witnesses. The Republican Party was not represented. The Republican staff was not represented. And you would think... Having a clear field, like the good Stalinists that they are, a clear field, having rejected the Magna Carta and everything before, having rejected a constitutional system, a a system of separation of powers, a system with a Bill of Rights, that they would have been able to do anything to anybody and make the case so compelling that even you would be shaking your heads. We were told that there was going to be a blockbuster. Blockbuster evidence. Benny Hill Thompson has said, Benny Hill Thompson, we will, we will get to that in future hearings. But there were two videotapes in particular. That the media fawned all over. Of course, they would have fawned all over a pencil eraser at that point, but nonetheless, Ivanka Trump. 
Why was Ivanka Trump called to testify at all? She wasn't involved at the White House at that point. She had nothing to do with January 6th in any respect. Why was she called to testify? Anybody know? Because they were videotaping her. And they wanted to get a sentence out of hours and hours of testimony that they could use to try and embarrass her, her father, and the family. Did you notice the background with Ivanka Trump was testifying, Mr. Producer? Looked like one of those old East German interrogations. She was sitting up against a wall. The camera had focused into her, very close into her. I thought to myself, where's the 25-watt bulb hanging from a long wire in the ceiling? It was that cringeworthy. Did I listen? Of course not. Watch clips afterwards. I'm a man of my word. I told you that's what I would do, and that's what I did. Apparently, a lot of people didn't watch. They had 20 million people watching. Joe Biden, mumbling through his State of the Union speech, had 39 million people watching. That means 300 million people were not watching. Now, why would they have Ivanka Trump's testimony? And why would they use that in their first night? Because that's what Stalin would do. He would want family members at least seeming to contradict other family members. What Ivanka Trump said was not controversial. She gave her opinion. She's not a fact witness. Forget about a material witness. She's not even a fact witness. She gave her opinion when they asked her her opinion. That's all they wanted from her. Now everybody's running around. Look at that. Oh, my God. Did you see this? President Trump said, look, she had checked out by then. She wasn't in the White House. She doesn't know the facts. Oh, he's throwing his own daughter under the bus. See how it works? She didn't attack her father, and her father didn't attack her. But if you look at that clip on the Internet again, look at the background. Look how they did that. It's all intentional to intimidate. She even seemed a little nervous, like, what the hell am I doing here? That's the best sentence they could get out of Ivanka Trump about January 6th and her father. That's the very best they could do because they used it in the first hour of their historic, fantastic hearing. That was it. The second witness they found most compelling was former Attorney General Bill Barr. They already knew what he would say, wrote a whole book on it. That systemic fraud, they didn't find any, and it was bull, you know what. But there was nobody there to ask Bill Barr any questions. Like, what exactly did Bill Barr look at? What exactly did his U.S. attorneys do? They were all told to stand down, basically. The U.S. attorney in Philadelphia did exactly that. Look, I don't know how much fraud or fraud there was. That's not my point. My point is, 
Bill Barr had no idea. None. No more or less than anybody else. Period. These cases, most of them are brought in state court. These cases, most of them, to the extent there's violations and so forth, are handled at the state level. Not the federal level. You know how I know that? Bill Barr once told us that. So what was the purpose of Bill Barr's testimony, which he so proudly repeated? It's bullish! There was no purpose other than, again, to try and embarrass Donald Trump. The Attorney General of the United States, certainly at that time, didn't have the foggiest idea if there was systemic fraud. You know, ladies and gentlemen, this was the cleanest election in American history. On the one hand, when you point out fraud, the media, the Democrats, the never-Trumpers all say the same thing. But it wasn't enough to change the outcome. It wasn't enough that... So there was fraud. No, we didn't say that. We just said if there was, there wasn't enough. Oh, I see. You have the loosest voting system in modern American history. You have the Democrat lawyers who traveled throughout the country to change the voting laws. Not to make them tougher, to make sure we catch fraud, to make them weaker, to make sure we don't. Laws were being changed in cherry-picked states, states that had a real possible impact on the election. We know this as a matter of fact. Hundreds of lawsuits were brought by them before the election. They went to their Democrat governors to overturn the election laws passed by state legislatures. They went to Democrat secretaries of states. They went into Democrat elected state judges. And in the case of Pennsylvania, the Democrat elected Supreme Court. Mark Zuckerberg spent $417 million directing, particularly in Democrat areas, how they were to handle, to get out the vote, the counting the vote, drop boxes and all the rest. And I could go on and on and on. But that doesn't prove systemic fraud. Well, why didn't they bring it up last night? Why didn't Bill Barr bring it up? Bill Barr had absolutely no interest in pursuing any of it. And he raised questions, legitimately or not, about the federal role. So those are just a few things off the top of my head, and none of them came up. None of them. None of them. Because it's a show trial. We've never seen anything like this. Ever. In the history of the United States Congress. If this took place in a courtroom, anything like it, be akin to the Salem witch trials. We had a woman testify who was a Capitol policeman who had a head injury. What was done to her was horrific. The people who did it should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. We had members of the NYPD who were beaten to a pulp in 2020 who weren't prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law 
under the cover of Black Lives Matter, systemic racism, the the, uh, killing of George Floyd. We had over 50 Secret Service personnel injured trying to protect the White House and the White House grounds. The president was there. He had to be taken to the nuclear bunker. Nobody cared. There's never been any hearing on this. None. None. We've had police officers executed by supporters of Black Lives Matter. No special hearings. It's like anything else when it comes to the Democrats and the press. There's only certain police officers who deserve our attention, but not all of them. Not all of them. Certain police officer who's injured, nobody cares. We don't even know their names. Another one must be made famous. Why is that? A police officer was murdered. when an individual drove into him and crushed him against a barrier outside the Capitol building. Remember that? He was white. The driver was African-American. And the driver who was African-American was supportive of Black Lives Matter and of a particular faith. No attention to that. To my knowledge, that's the only police officer murdered in and around that time frame. With all the violence that occurred, breaking into the Capitol building, no police officer was killed, despite the best efforts of the media to lie about that. The big lie, the media. And yet right there, on the perimeter. And his widow wrote me a note. And thanked me for remembering him. She doesn't testify. Nobody remembers him. She doesn't. He's just doing his job. Bill Barr's statement that there's no systemic fraud is based on absolutely nothing. Well, it wasn't brought to me. I know for a matter of fact that serious lawyers in and around Philadelphia, including in Delaware County and so forth, that they're damnedest to bring information to the U.S. Attorney's Office in Philadelphia. He wouldn't take it. He wouldn't meet with them. And when contact was made with Bill Barr's office, they blew it off. So he doesn't know anything. But they read his book. They read his book. So rather than say, honestly, I don't know. Our jurisdiction was somewhat limited. Things happened very quickly, as you know. No, no, no. It says... It was BS, he says. Tell me, when you change election laws in violation of the Constitution bill, is that fraud? Did that happen? You want to bet a million dollars that it did? You want to bet a million? You want to come on the show and bet a million dollars that that's what the Democrats did in Pennsylvania? Now, if they did that, that's worse than fraud, right, Bill? It's a violation of the Constitution, is it not? You believe in that still, don't you? I don't mean to be harsh on you, but if you're going to be used as a pawn, I have a simple question. Really? And I'm not trying to pick on him. 
They say they had a thousand witnesses and 140,000 documents. They had a clear field. Nobody to stop them. Nobody to raise objections. Nobody to file motions. Nobody to have contrary or conflicting witnesses. Nobody to defend themselves. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. And that was the best they could do. And there's the media fawning. Oh, here's our five takeaways. Or here's our seven takeaways. Takeaways? There should have been bombshell after bombshell after bombshell. You couldn't even put your propaganda together properly. And then, of course, Liz Cheney says to be quoting Donald Trump, but takes the most relevant terms out of the quote. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. The Mike Levin Show. This is the home of the July 4th Americans. And you can call at 877-381-3811. So, ladies and gentlemen, our old Eastern European equipment isn't what it used to be. Actually, what happened was, as a result of us buzzing out the other night, from a uh, electrical hit um we brought in a super duper engineer but there's a part missing so the parts aren't so easy to get for a backup because typically when you're a big host you have a backup system my backup system isn't working so we're getting the part should be fixed next week and here we be here i am Maybe I need a couple of orange juice cans and a string, Mr. Producer. Maybe that'll do the trick. You never know. I could have joked around and said it was the Russians, but some people might actually believe it, so I decided not to. But as I sit here and think when I'm blown off the air, what steps exactly did the Federal Department of Justice take to determine whether there was fraud, I wonder? Just wait for people to call them? What did they do exactly? They didn't do anything. And again, I'm not saying there was or wasn't. I'm just saying, how can you be a fact witness when you don't know the facts? You didn't even really try and get the facts. And why would that video be so important to this committee? Anybody know? Because the committee is working with Meritless Garland. They're working with the criminal division at the Justice Department. Now, what does that suggest to you? When I give you that fact, I believe it. They're trying to create a predicate. A predicate for what? That Donald Trump was told by family and friends. He was told by his attorney general. He was told by everybody. 
that there was no fraud and he didn't lose. And so he directed his staff to go to the state legislatures. He directed his staff to go to the state legislature. He, he directed his inner circle to go to the state legislatures. He directed Ginny Thomas to go to the state legislatures and tell them to reverse the election. Even though he knew he had the men's ray, he had the mindset, he knew that he lost. Despite what he said, he had to know. And in fact, he did know. His daughter told him. The Attorney General of the United States told him. This one told him. That one told him. The other one told him. And then he ordered. This one and that one and the other one. To get to these state legislatures. And have them set in another set of electors. Have them reverse what took place. So they want to create a criminal predicate. You get the point? Listen, I'm 50 steps ahead of everybody else. Just stick with me. I know what I'm talking about. That's what they're trying to do. That's what they're trying to do. And then they're trying to make a link, of course, this you already know. That it wasn't just that, that he was responsible for sending the violent thugs who did the damage to the Capitol building. He was personally responsible. He winked, he blinked, he wiggled his ears. We found a text, we found an email going way back. And the press is there poised, sitting on the edge of their chairs. Look at this, the Proud Boys contacted the White House. Yeah, what about the Muslim Brotherhood and Obama. No, 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 you don't understand. There's, we're not doing whataboutisms here. No. No whataboutisms. Now we have a direct link. It's so absurd. No, no, you don't understand. It's been going on. It went on for weeks, even months before the communications, the organization. We have a text that says X, that says Y. Well, that's just hearsay. No, 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 no. Nobody is around to challenge us or question us. No such thing as hearsay. No. No such thing as rumors. No such thing as unsolicited communications. No such things exist. So the evidence isn't tested such as it is. The witnesses aren't questioned. Nobody was there to question Bill Barr. And he's not the worst of it, quite frankly. They had a thousand witnesses. Nobody was there to question a single one of them from the other perspective. Not one. And the media said, you know, there were some important points raised at that thing. I mean, I got to tell you, there were some important points. They don't care. They could care less. They believe their own propaganda. They believe their own lies. Wasn't Donald Trump already impeached when he was in the private sector? For all of this, Mr. Producer, wasn't he already impeached for this? 
That's not enough. We got elected Democrat prosecutors civilly and criminally investigating his finances. We've got this committee all appointed by the Speaker of the House, never done before in American history. They're going to get to the bottom of this. And some opinion writers were thoroughly persuaded by it all. Even some so-called opinion writers, thoroughly persuaded by it all. Because they're mental munchkins. If there's a smoking gun, okay, fine, then we can talk about it. But there isn't. Why wouldn't they have presented it already? Why would they wait? Their biggest audience, I assume, was last night. 20 million viewers because it was carried everywhere. Like state TV. Like state TV. Fox didn't carry it live on its main cable channel. Which meant, of course, Fox doesn't believe in a free press. Fox is an outlier. We need to shut it down. Doesn't that sound Marxist and fascistic? Well, the Democrat front group, Media Matters, wants them to do exactly that. People are lobbying cable companies to drop Fox News on their platforms. The boycotting of Fox News hasn't seemed to work. But put Fox aside. Put Fox aside. Here we have a direct threat against a Supreme Court justice. And it's over. It's not even in the press anymore. It was never in USA Today. It's never on the front page of the New York Times. Never happened. It never happened. Chuck Schumer never said what he said. If a tree falls in the forest and you don't hear it, did the tree fall? If there's a threat on the life of a Supreme Court justice and it's not published in USA Today or if it's on page 20 of the New York Times where they used to stick news about the Holocaust, was there ever a threat on the Supreme Court justice, Kavanaugh? Here's the truth. Can you live with the truth? I know the people who hate me can't live with the truth. They hate me because I speak the truth. Here's the truth. The Democrats, their surrogates, the Marxist left is extremely violent. The Democrat Party was violent when it started the Civil War. Its surrogates and the Klan were violent when they were lynching people, black people, freed slaves, right through the last century. The Democrat Party was violent in the 1960s, rioting in the streets, burning our cities, attacking the police, by the way. The Democrat Party was violent in 2020, attacking the police, burning down buildings. And it's violent today, threatening the Supreme Court and Supreme Court justices. They can point to January 6th and some of the violent actors at the Capitol building. 
But they didn't kill anybody. They didn't burn the building down. That doesn't make it right. I have to say this over and over again. But you have to push back. When the big lie is pushed over and over and over again, and even some in the pseudo-conservative media fall for it. Nobody's making excuses. They're stating facts. Facts. How could you have a federal statute in black and white that says if you protest at the residence of a Supreme Court justice, you're committing a felony that can result in time in prison and a huge fine. And not a single person is prosecuted. Not one. Nobody's charged. And there is a, an organization, a shadowy organization, Stand With Ruth, who would not stand for this in a second. Funding it, supporting it, organizing it, promoting it. Notice that group, Stand With Ruth, is not treated like the Proud Boys or the Oath Keepers. But when the ends justifies the means, how are they any different? How are they any different? How's Black Lives Matter any different? You don't see the former heads of Black Lives Matter being prosecuted for sedition. Sedition. Why not? I thought they and everybody supported equal justice under the law. Why not? Because they don't. People parading on the Capitol Hill grounds. Trespass, a misdemeanor. They send in SWAT teams to collect them all over the country and bring them to Washington, D.C. and throw them in a rat and cockroach infested jail for months at a time. Then force them to plead out under threat of serving 20, 25 years. Absolutely destroy their lives, destroy their careers and bankrupt them. Because they were on the grounds, not even in the building. Chuck Schumer threatens Supreme Court justices. If they don't rule the way he wants, they're going to be punished. What does that mean? That's pretty damn clear if you ask me. He's not even questioned about it. Not a word. We've moved on. So in effect, he never said anything. He never did anything. Why is that? We have a member of the House of Representatives by the name of Eric Swalwell. He's loved by the left. He's still a media, a media star who slept with a communist Chinese spy for a long time. You know, in the old days, that would be treason. Today, it's just another day. Just another day. If he'd been a Republican, he'd be forced to resign. As a Democrat, he was appointed to the two impeachment committees. This is why we don't take this stuff seriously. That is what Congress is doing right now. If they treated all violent activity the same way, we would applaud them. If the Justice Department did, we would applaud it. If the FBI did, we'd applaud them. The federal marshals did, we'd applaud them. But they don't. There's nothing to applaud here. And the grotesque, corrupt media 
pretends that the threats on Kavanaugh, the threat didn't occur. The person who leaked and violated over 200 years of tradition on the Supreme Court, so justices aren't confronted this way, has not revealed him or herself. And once they are revealed, if they are, they'll be treated like a conquering hero. Because killing babies, the science, is at the top of the Democrat Party list. I'll be right back. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all. Whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. You're not going to want to miss Sunday's Life, Liberty, and Levin. It's a killer monologue by moi and two tremendous guests, Pete Hegseth and Kaylee McEnany, two of my favorite people. So I want to encourage you to watch it Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Or if you can't watch it live, then watch it not live. No, then uh, you can DVR and record it. But I want to urge you to go ahead. If you're going to record it, to set it up now so you don't forget. Because, you know, people always say, well, where can I see it after it's over? Nowhere. It's not in full anywhere. Well, I see Mr. Del Rio, one of the coaches at the Washington Commanders, Mr. Producer, has been uh, taken into a dark room and came out a completely different man. Have you noticed that? He said January 6th was a dust-up compared to what happened to 2020. I'm paraphrasing. Then he had to apologize. Now, today, the the very courageous coach of the Washington Commanders. Commanders, what a stupid name. Of the Washington Commanders. Washington, what a stupid name. Anyway, and he was eviscerated. He had to pay a $100,000 fine for speaking his mind. A $100,000 fine. There is no such thing as free speech. The only thing that exists is conformity. You either conform to the Marxist program or you're going to be humiliated. And you must accept your punishment. Mao Zedong would be so proud of the Washington Commanders in the National Football League. He would be so proud. Now you have these NFL players popping off about a thousand different things. You have these coaches popping off about a thousand different things. You have the broadcasters. But if you don't say the right thing, 
you are going to be punished and you're going to wear a scarlet letter for the rest of your life. And that's the situation Mr. Del Rio's in. I can't stand the Washington Commanders. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Mark Levin. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. America, Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811. Hello, 877-381-3811. In about 15 minutes, we will have Julie Kelly on the program. As you know, I've handed her a Mark Levin Award. We don't make much of the Pulitzers anymore. People have been asking me, so I will tell you. The head coach of the Washington Commanders. Of course, they command nothing. Uh, Put out a statement today. That's Ron Rivera about Coach Del Rio. Now, Del Rio was a fantastic football player. He was a coach in his own right. It's a very good man, as a matter of fact. So they need to destroy him. So he says at a press conference... Something he's not allowed to say. He went against the Maoist uh, program. I believe in equity. I believe in social justice. I believe in environmental justice. I'm a white supremacist. I agree with everything they tell me to say. January 6th was worse. Then the attack on Pearl Harbor. So the head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera, puts out the following statement. This morning I met with Coach Del Rio to express how disappointed I am in his comments on Wednesday. His comments do not reflect the organization's views and are extremely hurtful to our great community here in the DMV. 
That would be Washington, Maryland, and Virginia. Uh, More like the DMZ. As we saw last night in the hearings, is this guy a football coach? As we saw last night in the hearings, what did we see last night, Coach Rivera? What happened on the Capitol on January 6th was an act of domestic terrorism. A group of citizens attempted to overturn the results of a free and fair election. And as a result, lives were lost and the Capitol building was damaged. You're a liar. The only life that was lost was a protester. Now I really hate this team. I mean, this goes far beyond. He says, Coach Del Rio did apologize for his comments on Wednesday, and he understands the distinction between the events of that dark day and peaceful protests, which are a hallmark of our democracy. Peaceful protests. What are you smoking, man? No wonder your team sucks. Peaceful protests? wonder who wrote this for him. He does have the right to voice his opinion as a citizen of the United States. And it uh, most certainly is his constitutional right to do so. However, words have consequences. And his words hurt a lot of people in our community. And I want to make it clear that our organization will not tolerate any equivalency between those who demanded justice in the wake of George Floyd's murder and the actions of those on January 6th who sought to topple our government. What a disgusting bunch of lies. After reflecting on the situation and circumstances, I have decided to fine Coach Del Rio $100,000 which the team will donate to the United States Capitol Police Memorial Fund. Why didn't you make a donation to the Memorial Fund before? Why do you have to take Del Rio's money? He didn't attack the cops. It's not what he's talking about. The whole damn league stood behind Black Lives Matter as it was involved in burning down cities and stealing everybody's money. A Marxist, anti-Semitic group. Do you apologize for that, Coach Ron Rivera? Huh? Do you? How about the Washington Commanders? I feel strongly that after our conversation this morning, ready, he will have a greater understanding for the impact of his language and the values that our team stands for. What values does your team stand for? Pinching the bottoms of cheerleaders? What are the values that your team stands for? Nonetheless, Mr. Rivera, your statement should have been issued in the old German. Because it would have fit perfectly. You shall do as I say. We even have the uniforms. Do as I say. You have a greater understanding of your language. And the values of our team. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Meanwhile, ladies and gentlemen, Michelle Obama. Am I allowed to criticize Michelle Obama, Mr. Producer? Why be blown off the air here? Michelle Obama, she's not tone deaf. 
She's not tone deaf. No, she is smart. She is everything you ever wanted in a first lady. And an ex-first lady. When she speaks, it's like Moses coming down from the mountain from God with God's words on the tablets. Mount Sinai. Michelle Obama urges abortion rights supporters to double down ahead of the Roe v. Wade ruling. Now, we just had an assassination threat against a Supreme Court justice. A left-wing Democrat group has been organizing criminal activity in front of the homes of these justices. Michelle Obama doesn't mention any of that. But the day after the assassination attempt, she doesn't put out a statement condemning anything. Neither does her fantastic husband. Instead, it's this. Former First Lady Michelle Obama, and it's reported in the news because Michelle Obama speaks. Urged her Instagram followers to quote-unquote double down on working to protect abortion rights. In a post Thursday, as the Supreme Court gets closer to ruling on an abortion rights case that could overturn Roe versus Wade. This is how, it's an abortion rights case? Abortion rights case? It's a human life case. So we've got to work. So we've got to get work today. I guess it was a misspelling. She forgot the word too. Happens. So we've got... May I try the proper English? So we have to get to work today. So we've got to get work today. We've got to press our elected leaders at every level to pull every lever they can to protect the right to safe legal abortion right now. Obama wrote urging voters to back political candidates who support abortion rights. See, they needed interpreter. And uh, let's see, did she say anything else? In her Instagram post, Obama said a decision to overturn Roe would be the culmination of decades-long effort to oppose abortion rights. See, she's a liar. And she's inciting anger and potentially violence. If somebody wants an abortion in this country, they'll get an abortion in this country. All the court is saying is it's none of our business. There's nothing in the federal constitution. Michelle Obama is insisting that the justices promote abortion on demand right up to the last second. Now, these damn fools will wear masks and say, that's the science, while they pretend a baby one second before birth isn't a baby. Wow, that's a choice. A mask is science, a baby is a choice. Now, I say this with all the respect I can muster. Michelle was always an idiot. And if we want to shift the tide, she said, we can't afford to get cynical or throw our hands up and walk away. We, well, what do you need to do? So don't walk away and throw your hands up. Well, what's the opposite of that? We have to double down, get even more organized, and join the activists who've been doing this work away from the spotlight for so long. Ah, uh, Michelle, she's no... No Dolly Madison, no Barbara Bush, no Jackie Kennedy. Historic figure, no question about it. But a radical kook. That's right, I said it. 
And I don't plan to issue a statement. I don't plan to be fined $100,000. I don't plan on any of that happening over my dead body. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. We have with us really a terrific reporter, a brave reporter, uh, Julie Kelly. Julie, how are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Thanks for having me on. I am disgusted. Um... You know, this thing last night that I didn't watch, but I've watched clips now. And then when the media outlet has to say, here are the five takeaways. And I'm like, here are the six takeaways. And I'm like, what, what are the takeaways? And there's nothing to take away other than this is the most fascistic, um, totalitarian committee process in the Western world. Probably for 500 years. What's the great takeaway from this, Julie Kelly, that that is a bombshell uh, that we were supposed to learn? Well, there is no bombshell. The bombshell is this is a continuation of Russiagate, the same interests who brought us the greatest fraud perpetuated on the American people between the Department of Justice, House Democrats, and the media did it again this week. Mark, you had two indictments this week to bolster what this committee was doing last night. You had Monday, the grand jury indictment announced by Matthew Graves, the D.C. U.S. attorney, handling 800 plus cases, uh, bringing forward seditious conspiracy charges, the rarest of crimes against five Proud Boys. Um, and then that was sort of the focus of last night's hearing. Then you also have the arrest of Ryan Kelly, Republican candidate for Michigan governor. Mark, they've had information about his whereabouts at the Capitol protest since the day it happened. Nothing new there. But yet they waited until the day of the hearing to raid his house. The FBI raid his house and announce misdemeanor charges against him. This is the same collaboration we have seen for years. And because none of them have been held accountable, it has all been accelerated. And now you see the media going along with it, giving airtime, unprecedented airtime to this show performance that we saw last night that did nothing to move the needle except justify, I think, forthcoming charges against Donald Trump and Mm -hmm. just try to put a stake in the heart of the MAGA movement. 
I think that's exactly what's taking place here. And now they're trying mm-hmm. to convince as many Americans as they possibly can when they pull that trigger. They are slowly but surely walking up to the line and they're going to step over it because they're Democrat prosecutors in New York and Georgia and others just haven't gotten what they want. They haven't gotten what they want. They were trying to bring financial criminal charges against the president. Mm-hmm. Um, they were uh, throwing anything against the wall that could possibly, you know, raise suspicions. They had the most partisan prosecutors in these cases. And you're 100% right. I've been saying the same thing, that the goal here is to destroy Donald Trump, to indict Donald Trump, and to, uh, and, and to, uh, to promote fear. I have people, Julie Kelly, there are people who went to that protest. There were hundreds of thousands of them. There weren't anywhere near the Capitol building who tell me that they're afraid for their careers and their reputation. That's, that's in many ways the purpose of this, isn't it? Their lives have been destroyed. You know, Mark, I, I speak often with the aunt of Matthew Perna, a man with no criminal record. He walked inside the Capitol building on January 6th. He did nothing wrong. When the DOJ charged him with obstruction of an official proceeding and four trespassing charges, he said he pleaded guilty. He wanted to go on with his life because his life had been destroyed. He lost his job. His relatives turned against him. He lost his girlfriend. Everything that I've heard over and over has happened to January 6th defendants. This DOJ, Matthew Graves, who is the USDC attorney, wanted to add terrorism enhancements to his plea that would have put him in jail for three to four years. He hanged himself in his garage at the end of February because he could not take the punishment anymore. But Mark, I've heard this over and over from people who just, they would rather in a way have their lives end than the continued torment that has been perpetuated by this Justice Department and this Congress and this media. They are vultures, the people in charge of this. We have never seen this ever before. It's one thing to go after Donald Trump, his associates. We've seen that, and it it has been horrible. But when you go after American citizens who are exercising what they believe their First Amendment rights, they were not told not to go into the building, in many cases allowed in. They were not arrested, but yet their lives destroyed and being called domestic terrorists. And you have at least two people now who have committed suicide, in addition to dozens who are languishing in pretrial detention in a D.C. gulag. This has never happened in the history of our country, and they are accelerating this with what happened last night. It, it is absolutely shocking what's taking place here. And they're under such threat by these prosecutors. Part of the problem is the jurisdiction, isn't it? The radical left judges uh, in these cases, the rhino judges in these cases, who don't want to be uh, viewed as uh, soft on these Trump supporters, the effort to put words in Donald Trump's mouth by censoring things that he said, a thousand witnesses, 140,000 documents, and I, and I go, the, these are the takeaways? I look at the takeaways. The takeaway is you have done everything you can to subvert this process and to sit there in sanctimony 
lecturing the American people about the Constitution as you violate it every damn day with what you're doing. In a committee, the structure of which has never been done in congressional history. And the separation of powers violations, I am certain this committee is working with the, with the Department of Justice to try and violate the Bill of Rights through the back door. It's just shocking. I want everybody to put yourself in the position of one of these people. I'm not talking about people who broke windows or hit cops. And neither is Julie. I'm talking about people who were peaceful. Put yourself in their position. Go ahead. Um, Yes, but even the people who did commit crimes, you know, we still have a process. We still have due process, presumption of innocence. That has been completely eradicated for January 6th defendants. Mark, you have nonviolent offenders, the Proud Boys, who have been demonized. None of the Proud Boys brought weapons into the Capitol. They didn't assault police officers. There's one who broke a window. Yet these are men who have been held under pretrial detention orders for 14, 15, 16 months. As the same judge as you're talking We're going to have to take a break. And I want to ask you about these Proud Boys, because I don't know anything about them, to be perfectly honest with you. I just know they were in fights with Antifa. And I don't feel like Antifa had the hammer brought down on them. But I'm not into these extreme groups. So tell us what the Proud Boys is all about. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest. I was nervous at first, thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. Mark Levin, America's think tank. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. Seditious conspiracy, I'm doing this from memory, Julie Kelly, involves efforts to overthrow the government. Uh, or destroy the government, or prevent the government from functioning, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, by violence and so forth. I honestly don't remember another case being brought. Now, it's possible. I mean, I haven't done my thorough research on this, I must confess, but uh, it's not something I've heard much about in the past. So, Tell me what you were talking about. Go ahead. So according to my research, no American has ever been convicted of the charge of seditious conspiracy. The last time the government attempted to prosecute that case was 10 years ago in a court in Michigan, and the judge threw it out. We have U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia, Matthew Graves, who is a Biden campaign manager, who has brought now 18 charges of seditious conspiracy against the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys. This is the justification 
This is the collaboration between DOJ, House Democrats, and the media to say this really was sedition. This really was insurrection. But, for example, Mark, the indictment that was brought forth on Monday to coincide with last night's hearing had no new information. The first indictment against the Proud Boys was in March of 2021. The indictment that was handed down and announced on Monday had no new information. Aside from most of the uh, evidence is basically text messages. Mark, how can you overthrow a government when you have two alleged militia groups who brought no weapons to the Capitol? When they had no manpower, if you were going to overthrow the Capitol, you would need thousands of people. They didn't have that. You have a, two dozen Oath Keepers. You have 15 or 16 Proud Boys who have been charged. We're not talking about a conspiracy of thousands of men with militia groups across the country who are trying to overthrow the seat of government on January 6th. It just didn't happen. But, but this is the DOJ collaborating and trying to produce these optics to convince the public that Donald Trump enlisted the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys to, you know, orchestrate some coup on January 6th, which, of course, didn't happen. But I did read here that one of them has now flipped uh, as a uh, witness for the state. And so um, that's kind of what the government does. You know, they'll pick off one or two uh, individuals and they'll, they'll buy off their testimony, in effect, by telling them, look, we won't throw the book at you, but you've got to give us information that we want. And so there is that. That's now happening. And But you make a, a very, very important point. What changed in 14, 15 months? The facts didn't change. Nope. Uh, they upped the charges to a seditious conspiracy. And that does raise questions, just like, why would you indict a Republican a candidate for governor of Michigan, uh, when you had all the information previously, really on the eve of the primary, and certainly really 24 hours or so before these hearings. It is outrageous. You're exactly right. These coincidences don't just happen. I should tell you that when major charges are going to be brought or affect an existing case, these decisions are brought to the Attorney General of the United States. I know that as a former Chief of Staff to an Attorney General of the United States. They don't just happen. The U.S. Attorney in Washington, D.C. is at least alerting Maine Justice and going up the chain to make sure they're aware of it, that there's no surprises, as you can imagine. And so he is not acting on his own. Now, you said the U.S. Attorney for Washington, D.C. was a campaign operative for Biden. What's his name again? Matthew Graves, not only, Mark, is he a Biden campaign advisor, his wife, Fatima Gossgraves, is head of a women's legal center in Washington, D.C., far left radical group who is organizing planned protests when the Dobbs ruling comes down. Um, she was front and center to promoting the candidacy of, uh, not candidacy, appointment of Katanji Brown-Jackson. She is, and she has written numerous anti-Trump screeds, including after uh, the 2020 election, calling white women like me racist for voting for Donald Trump. This is the couple in Washington, D.C., 
who is leading the prosecution of January 6th defendants, Matthew Graves. But I will say, Mark, two things. The prosecution of the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys are both, it is intended to lead to Donald Trump. Also, the government does not Now, let me slow you there. The reason you're right, at least in in, in significant respect here, is because Benny Thompson has said that we're going to demonstrate the tie between Trump and one or both of these groups. And again, I don't know anything about these groups. But that said, uh, based on your explanation, if they can charge these guys with seditious conspiracy, maybe convict one or two of them, and then find an email or a text where they contacted the White House or the inner circle and somebody passed on the communication, that will be the uh, predicate that they use to try and take out Trump. Well, you heard Liz Liz Cheney last night use the word corruptly, and that is important because in the obstruction of an official proceeding, which is the 15C2 felony that has been applied to about 240 January 6th defendants, um, when she used the word corruptly, that is the animating term in that charge, and that is what they want to charge Trump with. So, Mark, in my view, and it won't even require criminal referral from the committee, Matthew Graves, the D.C. U.S. attorney, uh, unconstrained. He has no reason not to bring either or both conspiracy and obstruction of an official proceeding criminal charges against Donald Trump, which I sincerely believe will be the October 2022 surprise. This was another purpose of last night's hearing. They want to publicly justify how they are going to bring these criminal charges against Donald Trump in September, October. Um, But that is part of it. But also, Mark, it's important to know the government does not want the Oath Keepers and Proud Boys cases to go to trial. You know why? Because both of those groups were rife with FBI informants and undercover agents. That is why, Mark, they are threatening life in prison terms if they do not accept plea deals when they are charged with seditious conspiracy. This is such a racket. We could talk about it for an hour, but I'm just trying to explain what the motivation is. So they overcharge. They overcharge in order to get these guys, you're saying to agree to something lesser but still significant and they get what they want. The and they don't have to reveal all their evidence in trial, which will be um, like the Whitmer kidnapping hoax. So many FBI undercover agents and informants involved in both of those groups months before January 6th. They don't want that to come to light in trial. So that's why they're threatening life in prison for those who don't accept the deals. Boy, what a horror. This is all horrible such a horror. Families, Mark. I talk to them all the time. It's it's horrible what these families are going through. But the horror is also that the very people, that is, at the highest levels of the Democrat Party, whether they're prosecutors at justice and the U.S. Attorney's Office or Congress or so forth or in the media, if they pull this off, it'll be the greatest that is charging the former president of the United States in the District of Columbia, where he cannot get a fair trial, period. 
will be the greatest attack on the American system ever. Mark, there have been five jury trials. Um, Five D.C. juries have come back with unanimous guilty verdicts on every single count in record time for January 6th defendants. Contrast that with what happened to Michael Sussman. No one in Trump world, and you saw this before, can get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. At the same time, D.C. district court judges in every single case have denied change of venue motions for January 6th defendants amid so much evidence that they can't get a fair jury does not matter. They are trapped in a rigged system that they cannot get out of. And this is what they will push Donald Trump into as well. All right, Julie, I want to thank you very, very much. And uh, you will be attacked. I will be attacked. But that's the nature of the beast, isn't it? All right, Julie, take care of yourself. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. I've been saying the target here is Trump. I've been saying that these members have said the target is Trump. And it's too damn bad that we don't have serious people in the media who are prepared to pursue this, who don't get into the background of Michael Graves and his wife and what they're doing, who don't talk about the timing of these the increased charges against these individuals, I don't know any of them, obviously, and the new charges against this candidate, Ryan Kelly, in Michigan. And if you believe if you believe the government is just as clean as can be, just look at the Whitmer case. The whole damn so-called kidnapping was set up by the FBI. The whole thing. And the FBI and the Department of Justice will not tell us about the FBI's role in January 6th. They won't tell us. Why? If they had no role, just tell us. Tell us under oath. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile are charging you a premium fee every month for data you don't use. Stop paying for things you don't use. Instead of paying $89 a month to your current provider, pay just $20 to Pure Talk for what you actually need. I made the switch, and I'll be honest, I was nervous at first thinking, well, is the coverage really going to be that good? Am I going to drop calls, slow internet? I can tell you firsthand. The 5G service is that good. Switching to Pure Talk was that easy. So listen, don't sit on the fence any longer. You're being ripped off by greedy wireless companies. It's time to take the leap and start saving money every month. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast and save 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. So go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast. You know, folks, there's extremely powerful individuals, organizations, forces out there that truly seek to destroy people with whom they disagree. Trump, the people around Trump, the Republican Party, conservatives. Do you think it's easy 
honest to God, to sit behind this microphone and have your words twisted by these unhinged, mentally ill reprobates to try and turn you into some kind of a Nazi or Klansman, and I'm Jewish. Or to say things about you that are flat-out lies by twisting your words, whether it's Wikipedia, whether it's some of these fools in the media, whether it's some of these book writers, these front groups, it's not easy. I mean, I've got a very thick skin. I've grown it over the years. But those of us who have bigger platforms, trust me when I tell you they're trying to destroy us. They're trying to take us out. And you know, it worries my family and stuff like that, but I'm a big boy. I got to speak up against this stuff. I got to do what I can. I never thought it would be controversial or provocative to defend the Constitution, to defend freedom, to defend basic justice, the founding of the nation. But this is why I wrote American Marxism. Look at what we're confronting here, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's Congress, whether it's law enforcement, whether it's the media, whether it's, whether it's colleges and universities. We're an, you know, we're an eyelash away from no return. An eyelash away. And what really bothers me is we're surrounded by people, whether they're Republicans or conservatives or billionaires or millionaire corporatists who claim to be for cap, who either don't recognize it or are too fearful to speak up. And so they join the scrum. We're the ball. They join the scrum. It's uh. What's going on in this country is really, uh, it's, 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 it's so sad. It's so grave. Look at the economy. This is where they're taking us, intentionally. At this point, it's obviously intentional. Anyway, don't get me wrong. I'm not going anywhere, and I'm not in any fetal position, and I'm going to keep fighting these bastards as long as I can live. There's simply no question about it. But I'm just letting you know, and you see it, how these forces are arrayed. That they do not have us, our best interests, this country's best interests. I'll be right back. Do you want to keep your home in its best condition while protecting your budget? Well, of course you do. With a home service plan from American Home Shield, you can do exactly that. They help cover the cost to repair or replace things you depend on every single day. Expensive things like your kitchen appliances, AC, refrigerator, and water heater. No inspections or maintenance records are required, and they'll never deny coverage because of the age of your items. Wow. Choose from the three flexible plans along with several add-on options like roof leak repair coverage and electronics coverage for items like laptops, gaming systems, and flat-screen TVs. This is absolutely fantastic. Their comprehensive plans help make sure you're prepared for your next unplanned breakdown. 
It's the kind of convenience and peace of mind everyone could use right now. So, folks, join today. And as a listener of my show, you can save $50 on any plan. Just go to ahs.com slash Levin. Again, ahs.com slash L-E-V-I-N. That's $50 off at ahs.com slash Levin. Service fees, limitations, and exclusions apply you can see the plan for details, but I'm telling you, this is a fantastic offer. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I want to jump into the economy, but Washington Examiner threats against judges. Paul Bedard, great reporter, and court surged 387% to 4,511. Now... That's not all federal judges, to my knowledge. And Nancy Pelosi will not pass a bill to increase protection of justices and to include their family members. And to include their family members. And I'll tell you something. Over at PJ Media, Matt Margolis, who's a great writer and thinker over there, he writes a piece that cites... A tweet by my buddy Vince Colonnese, who is the afternoon host at the great WMAL in Washington. And he writes, holy crap, a Southern Poverty Law Conference, a center rather. Now this is a radical left-wing group, but nonetheless, a Southern Poverty Law Conference poll finds that nearly half of young male Democrats approve of, quote, assassinating a politician who is harming our country or democracy. Have you heard that before? Why are issues like that that should be headlined and on the front page, above the fold, in the New York Times and Washington Post, why are they shown no attention at all? Because... These media outlets promote violence. These media outlets are part of this ideological movement. These media outlets are causing many of these problems, and they're lying, and their disinformation is just, it is beyond the pale. And Nancy Pelosi sits there and doesn't do anything, and they don't, they don't hammer her. Even the comedians late at night who aren't funny, they don't hammer her. They bring her on and they pat her on the head. It's just incredible. Then they want you to think they're concerned about the Constitution and democracy and, and cops and stuff. They're not concerned about any of it. Just because they have willing reprobates like Cheney and Kingsinger, who cares? By the way, Mo Brooks will be on the program in 10 minutes. I am strongly supporting him in Alabama, and I hope people in Alabama see through 
this phony woman who is a Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell wannabe. She's a disaster. We need a constitutional conservative. Mo Brooks is that. Now, like a friend of mine just told me, we know for a fact that Joe Biden's president. How do we know? Well, a person by the name of Heather Long wisely tweeted this after the numbers came out that are a disaster, 8.6% inflation year over year. Joe Biden takes credit for low unemployment. You know why we have low unemployment? Two reasons. Because the workforce has shrunk. And number two, people went back to work, those who did, after the virus. Joe Biden had nothing to do with it. How could he? But here's the information you need to know. And the media won't tell you this in any significant way because they're very busy promoting Stalinism. Groceries year to year, these are all year to year, up 11.9%, biggest increase since 1979. 43 years. Chicken, year to year, up 17.4%, the largest jump ever. Restaurant prices up 9%, the largest jump ever. Here's the key. Fuel oil up 107%, the largest jump ever. Electricity, remember, we're going to rely on electricity, up 12%, the largest jump in 16 years. Rent up 5.2%, the largest jump since 1987. Airfare, year to year, up 37.8%, the largest jump since 1980. And services generally up 5.7%, largest jump in 32 years. Joe Biden wants you to know why this is the case. Cut 20, go. Today I'd like to speak about my top economic priority, fighting inflation. I understand Americans are anxious, and they're anxious for good reason. I was raised in a household when... I don't give a damn where you were raised, you moron. It's not about you. Every time a subject comes up, the guy talks about himself. I was raised... You're raised stupid. That's the bottom line. You're a moron. You've been on the government dole your entire damn life, and yet you're a multimillionaire. Gee, I wonder how that happened. But we got to get Trump, not Biden. Who the hell's the president right now? It's Biden. How come they're not writing editorials about him? How come there's not a grand jury investigation of him? How come there's not a congressional investigation of him? It's the damnest thing. He's the president. Not Trump. Trump's not in the Oval Office. (coughs) Go ahead. Precipitously, it was the discussion at the table. It made a difference when food prices went up. But we've never seen anything like Putin's tax on both food and gas. I am so sick of this serial liar. Putin's tax on both food and gas. Who the hell does he think he's kidding? Way back in March, even before that, I pointed out that the way they were spending and the things they were doing to the the energy industry would result in inflation, recession, potential depression, 
and drive up the price of fuel. You don't have to have a PhD in economics to know this, although if you're a knucklehead on the left, you may know it, but you're going to lie about it. This isn't Putin. I'm going to get to him in a minute. This is Biden. As I keep saying, Harry Truman used to say the buck stops here, remember? Well, many of you don't. But anyway, he had a little plaque on his desk. The buck stops here. I take responsibility for what goes on. I mean, we need a new plaque for Biden. The buck stops with everybody else, except when I can take credit for it. He is delusional. Absolutely delusional. We've never seen anything like Putin's tax on both food and gas. I mean, Putin invaded Crimea, which was part of Ukraine, many years ago. Didn't it cause a, 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 an increase in gas prices? And fa- Ladies and gentlemen, listen to me, please. We were energy self-sufficient, energy independent. We've always been self-sufficient when it comes to agriculture, independent. You never before heard, never, that we relied on Ukraine for wheat and Ukraine for corn. Did you ever hear that, Mr. Producer? We never relied on Ukraine for anything. We never relied on Russian oil. Oh, look at this. Putin's tax on both food and gas. Joe Biden did this. The Democrats sitting on that committee last night, they did it. Nancy Pelosi with her drunk husband, she did it. Chuck Schumer with his terrorist threats against Supreme Court justices, he did it. Let me tell you something. You people who have voted Democrat, because one of these phonies tells you they're a moderate, they want to get things done, they want to unite us, Every damn one of them voted for Pelosi to be speaker and Schumer to be the majority leader. Every damn one of them. And as long as Pelosi is speaker and Schumer's majority leader, this is what we get. You want to send a message? Kick their asses out of office. Vote against them. No more phony moderate Democrats. There aren't any. Stop listening to the media. Even Manchin, who did he vote for majority leader? Schumer. Who did he vote for president? Biden. Cinema, same thing. They're trying to have it both ways. Enough of the both ways. I'll call them bipolitical, Mr. Producer. Enough of these bipoliticians who have both feet firmly planted in the air. You want to put an end to this? You got to throw the phony moderates out. And you got to elect conservatives. Why do you think I keep bringing on this program from one part of the country or another? Conservatives. Conservatives in the Republican primaries. Forget about Mitch McConnell. He's a disaster. When I come back, Mo Brooks from Alabama. We'll be right back. Mark in. Oh, 
Mo Brooks will be a fantastic senator, but he has to get through the Republican primary where his opponent is a stand-in for Mitch McConnell and has millions and millions and millions of dollars to spend to trash him. Uh, She would be the Susan Collins of the state of Alabama. We must send strong constitutional conservatives to Washington. If we can't get them out of Alabama, we're not going to get them in many other places. Mo Brooks, how are you, sir? Doing great, except I'm going to disagree with just a little bit. She's more liberal than Susan Collins. Well, there you go. So tell us how it's going in Alabama. Uh, It's going very well. Uh, We were behind in the first round in large part because Democrats crossed over and voted in our primary. Uh, But Mm -hmm. we're starting to get that word out to Republican voters. By way of example, the executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party just a week ago uh, said this about Katie Britt. Quote, yep, she's pretty awesome, super helpful to us in the Doug Jones thing in 2017. That's the election of a Democrat senator who cost us the repeal of Obamacare and showed real leadership in supporting the gas tax increase for needed infrastructure improvements. I think the world of her, most Democrats understand she just has to, quote, say certain things, end quote, in order to get the Republican nomination. Now, that's the executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party. That's kind of scary. And that ought to give every Republican a chance to pause and think first about whether she's really a Republican. Second, whether she's really a conservative. And further, think about what the Democrats know and why our Republican voters have not yet figured that out. That's because Mitch McConnell has a pattern here. He spends tens of millions of dollars from the National Republican Senatorial Committee, which he controls. He changed the law some times ago that allowed that committee to take in 10 times the amount of money from a single donor than it used to take in. He unleashes his rhinos who have one interest in mind, and that's to keep him as the leader. He's the longest Republican leader in the Senate for no reason. And he reaches into these state races like no Republican leader ever has. And he wants this woman to get elected from Alabama because she will represent him not the state of Alabama in the United States Senate. You see this in many southern states. It's really quite shocking. You see it in Mississippi uh, and some of the other states, too. But uh, the fact is you really are running against McConnell. You're running against her. You're running against the sort of Gerald Ford Republicans in the state of Alabama. And uh, you look at what's happening to our country and our economy. I don't believe this candidate, this other candidate, has any sense of how serious this is. Do you? No, I agree with you 100 percent. It's another way of looking at it. It's the people and the MAGA agenda uh, versus the special interests and the establishment. As you know, Mark, in Washington, D.C., special interests rule the roost. The citizens of of our country, and for that matter, our country as a whole, They come in far down near the bottom of the totem pole when you look at the priorities of the establishment wing of the Republican Party and the Democrats. They covet the special interest money to get it. They have to cut deals with the special interest. There's a quid pro quo that corrupts the public policy debate. I'm a principled conservative who puts America first. That's not what the special interests want. And who better to deliver to the Senate if you're a special interest than an individual who's been a registered lobbyist by the last seven years? And that's the thing. A registered lobbyist for years. She was on the staff of Shelby for years. She got to know McConnell there, very, very tight. 
She's obviously had to show fidelity to him and his policies such as they are. Then she tries to snooker uh, the people who, who are around Trump and calls him and says, she'll really stand for that. She's your typical talk out of both sides of your mouth, phony Republican. And I'm telling you, Mo Brooks, conservatives have had enough of these double talking Republicans who say one thing to get elected and another thing once they're in Washington, D.C. That's her quintessentially, isn't it? It very much is. And uh, mentioning uh, President Trump for just a moment, there's a JMC uh, analytics uh, survey out of Louisiana that covered the state of Alabama. And one of the key questions was, if Donald Trump were to endorse Mo Brooks in this race, who would you prefer? And we were in first. So we need President Trump, everyone who's a MAGA supporter, everyone who is a conservative, if President Trump will take the initiative and he will endorse me over the next 11 days in this United States Senate race, we will win it and you will get a MAGA conservative. You may recall I helped lead the fight against voter fraud and election theft. I led the fight for election integrity between November 3rd and January 6th when that fight was fought. Going back to the American Conservative Union, I've got the best grade of any member of the United States Congress from Alabama. Border security, A-plus grade from Numbers USA every year I've been in office. Pro-life, you've got uh, national right to life, A-grade every year I've been in office, plus I've been endorsed by uh, Alabama Citizens for Life. On the Second Amendment, right to bear arms, endorsed by the NRA, Gun Owners of America, National Association of Gun Rights and Moral Values, endorsed by um, uh, Eagle Forum. The list is almost nonstop of the conservative groups that are behind me, but we are seeing a tidal wave of Mitch McConnell money and special interest group money, and that's what we're combating, and that's typically the way it is. Conservatives versus the big wheels, the masters of the universe. So I hope the people, people need to the understand. Will, yeah, people need to understand that McConnell, to, that McConnell in the Republican primary in Texas, he opposed Ted Cruz. He opposed Mike Lee. He really opposed Marco Rubio at the time during the Tea Party. He despised the Tea Party. He was for Ford against Reagan. He tried to undermine Trump. You need to understand who this Mitch McConnell is. He's a Washington, you know, operative. That's what he is. He's a lobbyist, in effect, in Republican clothing. And they defend him on the pages of the Wall Street Journal and the pages of National Review. This is what they do. They've lost their way because McConnell has worked them and worked them and over. Do you know, Mo Brooks, McConnell will not come on my show? Uh, that doesn't surprise me because he cannot defend under your scrutiny the kinds of uh, questions that you would give him. Let me mention, I will vote to remove Mitch McConnell as the Republican leader in the United I w- States. I want to hold you over. You, my you can repeat that. Hold on now. i got to take a quick break. We're going to hold over Mo Brooks. And uh, he'll repeat what he's saying there, and we'll tell you, America, where you can help him because he needs help. And these matters affect all of us. Be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation 
forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals, and listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details. This is the Ministry of Truth. The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811. So Mitch McConnell is throwing all his money against Mo Brooks. Because he wants to an elect out of Alabama, a sycophant. Just what we need, right, America? Right, Alabama? And the head of the Democrat Party in Alabama has given his support to her, too, effectively. So the Democrat Party in Alabama and Mitch McConnell support the same candidate and oppose the same candidate, Mo Brooks. What is it about Mo Brooks they don't like? What is it? He's a constitutionalist. He's a capitalist. He believes in securing the border. He believes that the government should be responsive to you, and he's had enough of what's going on with our economy. It's a disaster. So, Mo Brooks, if people want to help you, where do they go? Well, there are two things people can do if you want a principal conservative in the Senate who will vote to oust Mitch McConnell as the Republican leader. One, we need your financial support and your volunteer help. Go to MoBrooks.com, spelled exactly like it sounds, MoBrooks.com, and two, if you have persuasive influence with President Trump, I am the MAGA conservative in this race. You've heard that my opponent, Katie Britt, is the establishment rhino who's supported by the executive director of the Alabama Democratic Party. It can't get worse than that from a ruby red state like Alabama. So please use your persuasive influence to help Donald Trump understand what's at stake in Alabama. Persuade him to intervene on our MAGA behalf. I know Sean has endorsed you, Sean Hannity. I have endorsed you. Uh, other media figures have endorsed you as well. And I've known you and I've, uh, I've watched you for many, many years. And, and you've never budged. Uh, and you're as solid as a rock, which is why they cannot stand you. Because you would join the forces of, uh, of constitutional conservatives in the United States Senate. And the Republican establishment cannot uh, by that, Mitch McConnell went to war against the Tea Party. Mitch McConnell went to war against MAGA. Mitch McConnell never supported Ronald Reagan in all of his politics. Mitch McConnell's been on the wrong side every time, and yet there he is, the longest-serving Republican leader of the Senate, because he knows how to use the lobbyists. He knows how to get their money. He knows how to manipulate the media, and that's what he's good at, and I have had about enough of it. So I'm encouraging you strongly to help Mo Brooks in Alabama all over the country, you can get involved in this. Look, the Senate belongs to the nation. So if you can help us in, uh, with Mo Brooks, it's MoBrooks.com, MoBrooks.com, just as you can help other candidates in Alabama, in other, in other states. It's very, very important. Any final words there, Mo? The election is June 21st, correct? That is correct. June 21st, 11 days. You can't have a starker contrast than this. And if I might remind everybody, we had the House, the White House, and the Senate in 2017 and 2018. We had two top promises, build the wall, repeal Obamacare, and we failed because too many citizens in too many states 
were tricked by rhino candidates, and those rhino candidates joining with Democrats are the ones that stopped us from building the wall and repealing Obamacare. So that's how much is at stake. It's not just winning general elections, which we have to do. It's also making sure that we win those general elections with a House Freedom Caucus Republican such as myself. Who's my crowd? Ron DeSantis, Florida, House Freedom Caucus, Mark Meadows, North Carolina, Chief of Staff for Donald Trump, House Freedom Caucus, Mick Mulvaney, Jim Jordan. Just go on down the list. We are the fighting principal conservatives. And if you want one in the Senate, Mo Brooks is the one I ask you to get behind. And again, don't hesitate to try to help persuade Donald Trump. If he intervenes on our behalf, we win. It's as simple as that. MoBrooks.com, MoBrooks.com, America. Mo, good luck to you, my friend. We really need you. Thank you so much, Mark. You've been fantastic. And you too. Thank you. All right, folks, he needs help. He's under attack. Usual, usual forces arrayed against him. And uh, we really got to pick this up in Alabama. We really have to pick this up. You know, here you have a candidate who uh, really fits all the, the characteristics you and I talk about all the time. So please don't just shut off the radio or the satellite or the Internet or whatever. Give the guy a helping hand, MoBrooks.com. I know what a disaster this economy is. That's why we need to elect fiscal conservatives as well to Washington, D.C., not people who are going to blame everybody else. I want to circle back, as Pasaki used to say, on this economy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is intentional. When a president... And his cabinet says there's nothing they can do. They're lying. When I was 22 years old, then 23 shortly thereafter, I was in the Reagan administration. You would never have heard Ronald Reagan say there's nothing I can do. You would never hear his Treasury Secretary say there's nothing I can do. Ronald Reagan took inflation by the horns and wrestled it to the ground. He inherited it from Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter used to be the worst president in modern history, and now it's Biden. And he slashed spending. Well, there were still deficits. Yeah, a president isn't a dictator. Well, at least he wasn't. He was attacked for it. But he tightened the belt of the federal government nonetheless. There's many things that can be done. Encourage the Federal Reserve. Not attack it, encourage it to raise interest rates. Biden won't do it. Now you're saying, Mark, raise interest rates. Let me tell you something. There's a way to make a lot of money when they raise interest rates. In some areas you lose money, in some areas you make money. Now one of the ways you make money is, of course, adjusting your mortgage. We have American financing there to help you. In other ways, it will be certificates of deposit. You'll see those interest rates go up, so you shift your money into other, into other buckets. But under this president, the American people have lost half a trillion dollars in the stock market. I said half a trillion dollars. The consumer price index rose 8.6% last month, year to year. Surging food, gas, energy prices contributed to the gain. Fuel oil is up. 
107% over last year, and it's still skyrocketing. Shelter costs, homes, apartments, which compromise about one-third of the consumer price index, rose at the fastest 12-month pace in 31 years. We're breaking records all over the place. Remember when we broke records under Trump? The lowest unemployment rate among African Americans, the lowest unemployment rate among women, the lowest unemployment rate among Hispanics, the lowest, on and on and on. Remember when inflation was one and a half percent? Real wages continue to decline because of the rise of inflation. Most of you lost a lot of ground in May. May real wages declined 0.6% from April and 3%. On a 12-month basis. So while the value of your income, whether it's a pension or a salary or whatever it is, is going up, the value of your dollar is going down and the cost of basics are going up. In other words, you can't catch up no matter what you do. You can't catch up. Now what's going to happen? I'll tell you what's going to happen. We're in a recession. Just a matter of time till they admit it. We are in a, what's going to be a long and deep recession. Again, if we do the wrong thing, we could be in a depression. We could be in a depression. It is something to worry about. You need to adjust your mortgage rate. You need to think about some hard currency. You need to make some decisions, have some cash on hand. Even though the value will go down, you still need to live. You still need to eat. And this was all avoidable. All of it. It's nothing to do with Putin. It has everything to do with the American Marxist mentality. Here's the truth. These Marxists are at war with the middle class. Why? Why? They want you to turn on your economy, capitalism. They want you to turn on your country in terms of the founding principles and freedom and demand more government. You see, the proletariat was supposed to rise up and demand revolution under Marx against the bourgeoisie. But what's happening here <clears throat> is the vast middle class has never wanted to rise up and support a revolution. But they want you angry and miserable and demanding more government, more Democrats. They want you divided and in each other's throats. I want you to think about what it was like a mere four or five years ago when Trump got elected and what it's been like since, since their mob was rioting since their media has been on the warpath, since they've had control of the economy and the border, look at what they've done. This is no accident. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. From Louisiana to Missouri to Texas, Republican legislatures are waging a war on women. All women. 
and they're taking away fundamental rights. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. I'm calling on the United States Attorney in Washington, D.C. to investigate Chuck Schumer for sedition. For threatening Supreme Court justices. And unleashing violence. I'm calling on the U.S. Attorney in Washington, D.C. to investigate the potential link between Schumer's words and the actions of a would-be assassin. I'm calling on the U.S. Attorney for Washington, D.C. to determine the extent to which Schumer's been in touch with the organization, the shadowy organization that is behind these criminal acts against these justices violating 18 U.S.C. 1507. You're going to do it, you jerk or not, you political hack. Meanwhile, Pelosi sits on the legislation to protect them. America, in your honor.
p.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, our national town hall meeting, Levinites. If you can't watch it live, please DVR it. It's a fantastic brand new show. I think it'll make a difference. Let's do it together. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel, our truckers, and our brothers and sisters in Ukraine. We're, we're backing you. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Smokey and Gigi. Good night, Indy. And good night, little Barney. Be safe this weekend. Be strong. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, Joe. God bless you, folks. <laughs>